This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. 2.5 KZOK with Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you could go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at freedomlake.com slash gratefulheartphotography or heroes.app slash pages slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. Hi, I'm Jonathan Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio, here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look. 
and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to AutismSpeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in fighting the cure for autism. AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some really helpful information on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who've been affected by autism throughout the years, and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in all of Internet Radio, telling you that you can make a difference. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye and dream it. You can style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at freedomlake.com slash tie-dye and dreamin', heroes.app slash pages slash tie-dye and dreamin', or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye and Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye and Dreamin' today. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky! Look, it's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. What would you say is the strangest thing you've ever ridden? Well, uh, I've ridden an ostrich, but I'm really looking forward to being strapped to the front of a hydroplane. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet and speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. Oh, phone, phone. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the verbal version of the replay, the recap, the game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch, players and coaches, the man keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away, dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip, we keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. And when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues, the ball is in your core. The best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do. Check, 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 check
one-two, and I say one-two, the Buck Nation is staying up. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Right now, you're catching me in the middle of a celebration right now. I'm not being rude. Just trying to get my thoughts together. Because I want to talk to a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, first of all, man, welcome to the show. Thank you for rocking out with me. It's Wednesday night. All right. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass, we're in the building. Um, you already know the vibes. You know the crew. Bob James in the house with me making it do what it do. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl 55 champions. Can't take it from us. Um, not worried about any excuses that anybody had. Um, feel free to call up, 954-246-0398. Um, you can speak your mind freely, do what you do. Um, but it's, all, it's, all it's about is Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl and finishing the job. And I think putting the icing on the uh, Tom Brady cake, so to speak, I mean, if he wouldn't have got it, that would have been the first thing that come out of people's mouth. Where did he fail? How did he fail? What was the turning point? Why did they get the job done? What changes do they need to make to get the job done? All that nonsense. The the convoluted storylines. So now the story is done. So now the story is, oh, could they do it again? Um, I feel like as a Buccaneer fan, I want to enjoy this. I want to milk it for all this worth because um, we suffered through a lot, you know, and, and, and we earned it. We got it. We, you know, we didn't beat any slouch teams on our way to the Super Bowl championship. All right. We, we finished the job. We were the road warriors. We won in Washington. <clears throat> we won in New Orleans. We won in Green Bay. Um, what else needs to be said? Shout out to, you know, Todd Bowles. Um, again, his defense that, that you know was the the the, uh, the theme of the day for Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the theme of the season. Uh, we knew going in that our defense was was great. Just go ahead and say it. Our defense is great, um, but we had to 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 finish the job so we could be compared to those standard bearer defenses in two thousand and three Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, you know, the Ravens squads, maybe, you know, not, a, not a, maybe a few notches below the, the, 80, the 85 Bears, the, the, the 46 defense Bears. But I think that um, this defense, you know, held its own. It had its moments, you know, because I talked about it. But I think at the end of the day, they stood up. And I think that um, all the the praise and the, and, and the – credit that Tom Brady is going to get for helping the Tampa Bay Buccaneers achieve this goal of a Super Bowl championship, I think some uh, some attention needs to be uh, placed on the fact that uh, he made these guys step up. You know, I said this on plenty of shows, you know, even after the Super Bowl, that I think that, you know, Tom Brady didn't make the, these guys better. They already knew that they were talented. 
they just had to relax. And what I mean by that is just play your game. Just don't think about it. Just go out there and do it. You know, and the the, the proof is in the pudding. The Super Bowl champs, you know, um, everybody wanted to focus on, you know, what happened on November 29th. And even though that, you know, Tyreek Hill did get 200-plus yards in the first quarter, the score of the game was 27-24. That should have told you right there, you know. Um, and, and, and after that, we were undefeated. You know, we did the you know we did the Phoenix Suns in the bubble thing. You know, and I think that you know um, everybody was everybody got better. They were already good. We knew that Leonard Fournette was nice. I knew that Ronald Jones III was nice. We knew that Mike Evans was nice. We knew that Cameron Bray was nice. OJ Howard got hurt. Salute to him. We knew those dudes on the defensive side. We didn't even worry about Devin White. We didn't worry about JPP. You know what I'm saying? We ain't worried about them dudes. We worried about the second. Well, I worried about the secondary. Like, you know, we was getting, you know, we would have our moments. You know, the Carton Davises of the world. But Antoine Winfield Jr., salute to you. Salute to Carton Davis. Salute to Sean uh, uh, Murphy Bunting. Salute to those guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, they played their hearts out, man, and they got the job done. But I, I, I don't think it was, you know, um, despite Tom Brady, I don't think it was because Tom Brady. He always had it in him. Those guys always had it in them. But they just had to, you know, play with a, 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 a quarterback that they could fully trust that knew, you know, what it was what it took to win. And they just had to believe in, in themselves and just play the game. Of course you had the game with Leonard Fournette. I think it was the Rams. He dropped like three passes out of the backfield. We we know we had those moments where Mike Evans dropped a couple of passes. So what? You know what I mean? Everybody stepped up. I think another big part of, of, of our situation and winning the Super Bowl is Vitavia coming back, all right, and, and kind of like fortifying that defensive line, you know. Um, again, you know, I'm going to get into talking more about the Super Bowl, you know, later on in the show when Bob comes back on, but I just think that for right now, you know, our team needs to be solution. Amen. We, 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 we checked all the boxes, you know what I mean? We, we, we finished the job, we, we, you know, we were the first team that um, you know, they played the Super Bowl in our home stadium. So now for all future teams that, you know, um, luck up and get to a Super Bowl in your home stadium, understand that whatever, you know, uh, energy you have or advantage that you have or individual thing that's, that's, that's unique to your stadium, it's dead during the Super Bowl. Understand that. For all you future teams that feel like you're going to have your, your team play the Super Bowl in your home stadium. Okay, that's one thing you need to know right there. Right? Um, I don't think that you know, you know, we played our greatest game um, in the Super Bowl. I think that you know we, we we took what was given to us. We understood that Kansas City, you know, was coming in, you know, with with, with a crowd over their situation, you know, figuratively and literally. We understood that they, you know their offensive line wasn't at full capacity. We understood that. You know, we even kind of understood that Patrick Mahomes wasn't 100%, 100%. We understood that. You know, at the end of the day, but you still got to go out there and, 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 and do, the, do the thing and make it happen. Um, I felt, you know, as we got close to the game, you know, I felt more confident about Tampa Bay winning. I didn't know I was going to, you know, really understand. I think it would be a, you know, a, a thirty-one to nine 
situation, but I, I knew and I, and, I, and I really had a lot of confidence that Tampa Bay was going to win. And I think that that just comes from, you know, even just having a guy like Brady on your squad. Quarterback is the, is the focal point of a football team. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Quarterback touches the ball on every play, period. The quarterback touches the ball on every play. So I think that when you talk about, you know, how important a quarterback is to your team, we're going to see, you know, how important um, some quarterbacks are or are not to franchises this offseason, and we'll get into that later on in the show. But I think that um, when you talk about Tom Brady, I think that, you know, his his reputation definitely precedes him. And, again, you don't want to disappoint him, man. The proof is in the pudding. If you've got Tom Brady on your team, you've got a chance of getting to the Super Bowl. Okay? you got a chance of getting to the Super Bowl. And oh, yeah, a very good chance of getting to the Super Bowl. What, there, there go Bob right there. What's good, Bob? How you feel? Well, let's just say this here uh, to really get this ball rolling. Whoa. A lot of background there, you know, so I'm not going to be able to talk long. But, um, you know, can you imagine if Jameis Winston did not have his personal issues so, you know, you know, and have more focus on his own game? The type of team that they have now, if Jameis Winston was that, that, that quarterback that really focused on his game, this would, this would almost be a second Super Bowl for the Bucs. I'm not really even worried about Jameis Winston, man. That's why I don't think I don't think anyone is. I don't think anyone is. Jameis Winston was too immature. He got into too much trouble, you know, and he just he was not the asset to the team he needed to be. Right. So that's the past. We Super Bowl champions, so um, it's whatever. You know, what I mean, I, I think that we have to worry about if we're going to worry about a quarterback not named Tom Brady for Tampa Bay. We have to worry about and look into the future. So I'm not really worried about, you know, Jameis Winston, and I, I wish him well. And, um, again, this could have been Jameis Winston. You're right. It could have been. And I'm not even, you know, getting into the personal stuff. Because I'm not really, you know, about me. I'm not really caring about your personal business. What you do is what you do. I don't know you like that. I just know what you do on the field. I really don't care what you do off the field. It's none of my business. So, again, at the end of the day, um, when you talk about, you know, what could have happened with Jameis Winston, you're right. It could have, but it didn't. Oh, well, so we move on. So I think that, you know, whatever Jameis Winston would have brought to the team, it would have been great. You know, he was supposed to be our quarterback right now, but it didn't work out. So what, you, what can you do? And I'm really, really not concerned about it because I got a Super Bowl trophy I'm looking at. That I got going through, I got that trophy going through Jameis Winston. No, exactly, exactly my point, you know, like I said, you know, I mean, Tom Brady, you know, I mean, you know, his, you know, his accomplishments say something for him too, you know, but you know, at the same time, I look at Tom Brady, I, I look at this team that Bruce Arians put together and got Todd Bowles, especially for the defense, and I say, this is the best all-around team Tom Brady's ever had. Uh, I mean, if you feel like that, then that's cool too. But I think at the end of the day, um, I think that there will be some you know, New England Patriots teams that would probably beg to differ 
and that would be fine. But I'm not, like, again, I'm not concerned about it. I don't care about that. What they got to do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, you know, in 2021. You know, it has nothing to do with it. Absolutely not. Brady has the good teams that lost Super Bowls. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, I really don't get into the comparative thing of it. Well, this is the best team we ever had and this and that and the third. That's for everybody else to talk about and debate. I'm not really here for that. All I know is that I got, I'm a Super Bowl champion. That's all I know. That's all I care about. If you want to talk about everything else, that's y'all. Y'all go ahead and do that. Knock yourself out. I'm Yo, a Super Bowl champion. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about what my team did. Um, I mean, we, we're, we're not going to look the same going into next season. So I, I think that um, I'm going to, you know, enjoy this for what it is. And hopefully we can, you know, get a chance to defend it and repeat. You know, if we don't, then that's fine. If we don't, if we go six and ten next year, I don't care. I don't care. Oh, they're definitely not going to go six and ten. Believe me. Tampa Bay right now. My focus for my football team right now is our next quarterback. What else? What else more can we do with Tom Brady? Win another Super Bowl? What else could we do? Then what do we do after that? I'm thinking past. I'm looking past Tom Brady, uh, 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 Bob. I, I want to talk about that. I'm looking past Tom Brady. What do we do after Tom Brady? We got a Super Bowl, so whatever we do going forward is whatever. We got a Super Bowl out of Tom Brady that we were supposed to get out of Jameis Winston. We didn't get. I mean, damn, we got a Super Bowl out of Brad Johnson, my dude. You know what I'm saying? We drafted Jameis Winston. I mean, you want to talk about bringing up Jameis Winston, it's fine. We drafted Jameis Winston to be number one. We sat here and we talked about it for weeks on end, me, you, and Sonny Cruz. We talked about it. Y'all was like, ah, I was like, nah, nah, Jameis Winston. Five years. Five years. The crab thing, the yelling and screaming, the sucking on the fingers, and this and that. And you didn't get nothing done, but you accomplished a bunch of numbers. You put a bunch of numbers together, which is fine. That's cool. I'm not mad at that. That's what you're supposed to do. But where's the wins at? Where's, where's the wins at? Tom Brady just came in here and bong, bong, bong. We didn't win in division. It's okay. We took the long road to win the Super Bowl without Jameis Winston. Matter of fact, we stopped through New Orleans on our way back home. So, I mean, again, at the end of the day, this season right here, I can exhale. I can exhale now. Like, whew. You know, I would have been cool. If, even if we didn't win the Super Bowl, I would have been cool. But everybody else would have been like, ah, you didn't win, Tom Brady, blah, 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 blah. So now, that conversation is dead. So now we can look forward to next year. And, I, and again, I'm looking forward to next year. Next year is the, is the free year. Because if we wouldn't win the Super Bowl this year, Bob, if we would not have won the Super Bowl this year, all the pressure would have been on us going into next year. We would have had to win the Super Bowl next year. We would have had to. Or this thing wouldn't have worked. I couldn't see this stretching this out like, like, like Peyton Manning. I couldn't see us stretching this thing out like that. Peyton, Peyton Manning, man, he was, he, he was the luckiest man in the, in the, in the last Super Bowl. Absolutely. 
dealing with a neck. I was like, oh, my God, that's all they needed was Peyton Man to get hit and stretched out and couldn't walk no more. That's all they needed. It was really crazy. I cringed every time Peyton Man in play. Like, no. And, 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 and it showed in some of his play because of the wounded ducks that he was throwing. So he wasn't even all the way right. But he willed them to two Super Bowls. Not one, two. They got dogged out by Seattle and they beat Carolina. So, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, and then you look at Tom Brady and you say, you know what? This dude, he, if he feels like he can do it, and he feels like he can do it, and it's showing and proving, he's getting it done. He's doing it. What did we talk about in the beginning of the season, Bob? I, I know I remember because I, I was talking about it myself. I was like, where's the arm strength going to come from, Bob? Remember? I was like, I don't know, man. Because I was saying, I was telling you, I was like, I don't know, man. This Brady thing, ah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, where's the arm strength? He, wasn't really, he didn't really have the strongest arm in the world. But this year he was airing it out because he had those dudes. He wasn't throwing no wounded ducks like Peyton Manning. Oh, absolutely not. not. Huh? Absolutely not. He was. He wasn't doing that at all. You know, this was this was his year, like it was for Brett Favre when he got to the uh, when he got to the Minnesota Vikings after all his years. You know, and got them to a conference championship. You know, I mean, nobody expected that out of him. You know, and look what you had out of Brady. And you, the thing is, you had you had a great system there that had the talent, but also had the mind to really go into this knowing that they were going to have to face at least two teams that beat them in the regular season that were going to so they had to strategically strategically change the way they were going to do things and what you talk about with his arm strength whatever Tom Brady lacked with arm strength was pretty much made up for with that running game and that offensive line that they had because Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette just gave it to you Yep, yep, Ronald, Ronald, and, and, and I'm proud of Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones showed, like, from, from year one to now, you know, every year was he got better. So, I'm, and, I, and I remember going back to that. I said, yo, remember we got Ronald Jones uh, from USC number one. I was like, oh, yeah, I like him. He's going to be a beast. And his first year, he was kind of, you know, they didn't really use him that much. But he's a Super Bowl champion now. And I think now, now he has that, you know, that maximum confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to go in here and, 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 and beast out. And as far as Leonard Fournette, I think Leonard Fournette, um, again, he was that, 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 that wild card. He was a dude that you really didn't know what Leonard Fournette you was going to get. But when you got the good Leonard Fournette, you got the good Leonard Fournette. Okay? The, the, the other Leonard Fournette dropping passes against the Rams and stuff like that and, and, and dealing with a little other situation off the field and all that, that you know, comes with Leonard Fournette. But I think now that, you know, you see that you got a Super Bowl ring now. You know what I mean? And Tom Brady showed you how to, you know, go get that. You know, uh, the Mike Evanses of the world. You know, the Levante Davids of the world. Um, I, I think, you know, Shaq Barrett, I hope he comes back. You know what I'm saying? I hope he does come back. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the Winfields and, again, the Bunton Murphys of the world and the Carlton Davises of the world. Now, all that work that you put in, you know what I mean? This is this is this is this is the 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 fruits of your labor, yo. 
you know, and, and I think that you can't, and I, I don't want people to take nothing away from our Buccaneers, man. You know, um, this this offseason is going to be um, really, really crazy. We already know. I just want to enjoy this. Let me enjoy this for a few days. And then, you know, we could jump right into what's getting ready to happen next season because it's getting ready to be a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, Super Bowl 55, man. I just feel like going into the game, I felt confident, you know. Um, one of the reasons why I felt confident is because the spread. I talked about that. But the spread didn't fluctuate at all. I think it was with three and a half to have a three or eight. So I said that's going to be – that's a sign right there that this is going to be a good game. Okay? Um, the first drive, we took the ball down the field. Um, three and out. All right, cool. Whatever. Then Kansas City got the ball. People probably was expecting them to shove it down our throat. Boom, three and out. It's like, I right, bet. Now we got a game. You know, and um, the rest is history, man. I mean, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs didn't help themselves with the penalties. You know, you could say that, you know, question it if those balls, the ball to Evans was catchable. You could say that if you want, but I think that that was pass interference all day. Um, offsides on the uh, extra point. Um, referee wasn't offsides. Breeland was offsides. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, the the pass interference in the end zone, the Mike Evans, ah, you know what I mean? That one was, uh, but the first one, that was pass interference, period. So I think that the Chiefs didn't help themselves with the penalties. Um, I'm not going to let them off the hook because their offensive line wasn't 100%. I'm not going to let them off the hook because Patrick Mahomes wasn't 100%. I'm definitely not letting them off the hook because of the situation that took place off the field, which, you know, probably lended to a lot of them, you know, you know, not really being even laser sharp focus might've been, but that's you know, not my problem. I don't worry about that. Um, I think, you know, Brady was trying to rub it in everybody's face just before the half, just like we did in green Bay, you know, um, you know, taking the shot. I was saying it while watching the game. I said, they're going to take a shot, take a shot. And that's what they did, and it worked out. And, um, again, man, um, to the victor go to spoils. I think that um, we deserve it. Um, we worked, you know, long and hard to get this, you know, Super Bowl championship. And, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to bask in it for a little while until, you know, reality sets in and we got to figure out what we're going to do, you know, with the cap and what we're going to do as far as free agency is concerned. And, you know, let all of that, you know, let all that, all that is yet to be determined. You know, let us, you know, let us be Super Bowl champs for a couple of days and then let us get back to work for 2021. You know what I'm saying? So that that's what it is. Um, a lot of stuff going on in the league, man. Um, you know, you hear the, t- the quarterback talk about, you know, Carson Wentz. That's, you know, that's, you know, no brainer. But when you talk about, you know, Russell Wilson, wow. You know, um, could Russell Wilson be traded? I, you know, I, I, you know, why not? They're trading everybody else. You know, um, and, you know, when you talk about quarterbacks, you know, we just mentioned that, you know, that, that position is the most important on any football team. That, that quarterback position, you can't win without, you know, good quarterback play. You can't win without good quarterback play. Some people, you know, team to win despite, you know, good they, you know quarterback play. Um, I.e. the Los Angeles Rams. 
you know, I, and I know Jared Goff was suspect from the door, but they went to a Super Bowl and scored a few points. So I can't be mad at that. And now Jared Goff is in Detroit, so I can't be mad at that, I guess. But, um, you know, some teams are a reflection of their quarterback. Some teams are, 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 are better, you know, just knowing that they have that, you know, that, that leader there that they can trust and they can rely on. You know, a lot of teams don't have that. Um, a lot of teams' quarterback situations are really suspect. You can go up and down the league. Um, and, again, if you got a chance to get a guy like a, a Deshaun Watson, um, I think that you would, you would make that move regardless of what your quarterback situation looked like. And I think that is, you know, you could say that for, you know, 60 or 70% of the league, maybe even more. You know, um, make a move and get Deshaun Watson, you instantly go to the top of the food chain, no matter who you are. You know, so I think that, you know, whatever happens with Deshaun Watson, um, if anything at all, you know, because he can end up, you know, Houston can end up, you know, you know, not, you know, you know, uh, uh, trading him, and he can, I guess, sit at home. You know what I mean? And 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 make a do with a do. But I think that um, there are other quarterbacks on the table. Um, every day somebody else's name is popping up. You know, and the Russell Wilson um one really kind of you know surprises me because I feel like. You know, um, Russell Wilson and, and the Seattle Seahawks are, you know, you know, bonded at the hip. Because I think that, again, if you were going to leave, you know, you would have left after that Super Bowl that, that, that Pete Carroll gave away. And I think that, you know, um, Russell Wilson has, has, been, has been one to really kind of be on the side of the franchise, you know, be a, a, a company guy. But I think that now, you know, he's looking at, you know, situations like, you know, um, you know, Brady and he's looking at situations like Phillip Rivers and, you know, the older quarterbacks in the league and he wants to be around, you know, so, you know, he can enjoy, you know, his, you know, career later on in his life. But, you know, the way he's getting beat up in Seattle, you're not really making that, you know, happen for him. And he can't even say, well, I got two rings out the deal. He got one ring out the deal, should have been two. But Shitterman ain't never really got anybody anywhere. So I think that when you talk about Russell Wilson, teams might want to, you know, um, you know, their 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 antennas might want to go up, and they might not, you know, really worry about, you know, um, giving up the farm for Deshaun Watson. You know, Russell's older. You know, I think Russell would definitely bring some stability. But again, he doesn't want to go to a team where he has to start all over. He wants to go to a team that's ready to win right now. So, again, you figure it out. I think, you know, as far as, you know, when you talk about the, the quarterbacks that are out there, you got to also look at the other side, the teams that are out there. Okay? If the, you know, there's a difference between what happens with the Indianapolis Colts, who they get, and the, let's say the, the Vegas Raiders. Okay? Because they know that, you know, this is, you know, John Gruden's chance to, you know, uh, Get rid of Derek Carr. That's not his man, you know. But when you got teams and, and fan bases talking about like you know Cleveland, like yo, do you got a chance to get Deshaun Watson? They're looking at Baker Mayfield sideways. So I think that um you know all the, you know he quarterback your name outside him you know Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, you know Josh Allen, you know all these quarterback situations are suspect. Name them. 
Maybe Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill might be, you know, a little solid. You name it. They're, all these quarterback situations are suspect. Tampa Bay is straight with Brady. Chiefs are good with Mahomes. You know, you know he had his surgery, but they're, they're good. Green Bay, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? If Aaron Rodgers is going to stay, he's going to stay and let it be known to let them do what they need to do as far as improving on defense. Okay? Um, Buffalo, Josh Allen, I get they're stuck with their quarterback. Not stuck in a bad way, but they got their guy, Josh Allen. Seattle, we just talked about Russell Wilson. Uh, they got a new OC in Shane Waldron. What is that going to mean? All right, New Orleans, Drew Brees, is he or is he not going to retire? And then you got Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Wow. Pittsburgh, they're going to get Ben Roethlisberger $41 million. Uh, they, gotta, they should have been planning for his eventual successor. Baltimore, now they look at that Lamar Jackson suspect. Okay, this offseason right here, they got to improve their passing game in Baltimore. Hopefully the, the Ravens will get uh, Lamar some help on the outside. Indianapolis, Phillip Rivers just retired. What do they do? They go get Carson Wentz, maybe? They're, a, they're a, a good quarterback away from making a deep playoff run themselves. So the Colts have to figure it out. Cleveland, what are they doing now? They're not going to do anything with Baker Mayfield. But the fans are like, hey, Deshaun Watson is out there. What? Tennessee? Their situation seems to be a little solid with Ryan Tannehill. The Rams, Matt Stafford, now their quarterback. Um, I, you know, for me, the, the jury's still out on that. I don't think Matt Stafford is all of that. I don't know where these people get these, you know, what they see in Matt Stafford. Put up a lot of numbers. Same can be said for Matt Ryan. Same can be said for Jared Goff. These dudes put up a bunch of numbers. You know, what? What does that mean? Now Stafford is in L.A. So what? The Chicago Bears. Their situation is twisted. They're not going to bring Trubisky back, so their quarterback on their, on, on, on their roster is Nick Foles. And I heard the Philadelphia Eagles might be trying to get Nick Foles back, trade uh, Carson Wentz to the Bears. Like, it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of craziness going on. Let's take this one step further. Let's take this thing one step further. The whole matter of quarterbacks changed. When 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 uh, Andrew Luck retired. Okay. Yeah, it did change for the Colts and it changed in a lot of ways because we were looking at Andrew Luck as being that best quarterback in the NFL. We weren't looking at Pat Mahomes. We were looking at we were looking at Andrew Luck. But again, like when when you talked about Andrew Luck, you talked about, you know, him needed help on the offensive line, he was getting beat up and stuff like that. So we never really got to see Andrew Luck in that positive situation behind an offensive line that was going to keep him together and stuff like that. So we always assumed that Andrew Luck was going to eventually get it, you know, the coach was going to get it together and Andrew Luck was going to be that Super Bowl guy, but it never happened. So, I mean, again, then you had, here comes Patrick Mahomes, here comes Lamar Jackson. 
You know what I mean? Here comes these other guys. You know what I'm saying? So, again, whatever whatever would have happened with Andrew Luck, and it's sad that we didn't get to see it because it would have really been good. Because you still had Ben in the mix. You know what I mean? Here comes Baker Mayfield. So it would have been dope. It would have been really, really dope to have Ryan, I mean, uh, Andrew Luck around. You know what I mean? It would have been nice, but we didn't get that. So, again, I think that the Colts, man, um, it messed the Colts situation up. It messed up the situation for the Colts. But, again, like you said, it, it, it began this, you know, domino effect, so to speak, you know, because now the Colts needed a quarterback again, even though they had just got uh, Jacoby Brissett the year before. So, I mean, again, it started this whole carousel thing. And you talk about quarterbacks, you know, Miami, your situation with Tua. If you got a chance to get Deshaun Watson, um, I mean, you have to probably call an Uber or a Lyft for Tua. Be like, you got, you know, you got to be out. We got a chance to get Deshaun Watson. That was my point. You know what I mean? But I think if you keep Tua, you're definitely going to have, you know, you definitely got to say, look, man, you know, you're, you're our guy. We're putting all our chips on, on you. We're putting all, we're hedging all our bets on you because you got Deshaun Watson out there. You can get Deshaun Watson because y'all got a situation. You got, you got picks to pass. You got all types of picks. So you could give uh, uh, Houston a, a good situation for Deshaun. And you could include Tua in the deal. So, I mean, that situation, I mean, Arizona with Kyler Murray, this situation is, is all right. Um, the Raiders, again, Derek Carr, he's suspect. We already know what it is with New England. Um, their situation is messed up the same as it was last year. Um, the Chargers got a quarterback. I think the Chargers, one of their situation is now with their coaching deal. Now, how Brandon Staley is going to deal with um, Justin uh, Herbert is, is something to watch. But they got a situation in, in L.A. as far as the quarterback is concerned. But the Chargers, uh, they're going to be all right. Um, the Vikings, uh, you know, they might be back in the playoff mix. I think they're one of those teams that can get you one of those, you know, maybe middle-tier, second-tier quarterbacks and hopefully try to turn it into something. Because the Vikings not really focused on, you know, the, you know, having the great, 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 great quarterback. They just want to get you somebody that can get the ball to those outside guys. And and the Vikings have receivers, so um, get you a quarterback. Uh, and again, their situation is, is questionable. Denver, um, you know, Drew Locke. You know, I like Drew Locke, but um, again, if they can, you know, get somebody else and 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 let Drew Locke learn behind them, then that'll be, you know, something that. Um, uh, John Elway, but, you know, John Elway is not the greatest, you know, quarterback evaluator in the world. I don't know why, but he's not. You know, so we have, they have to figure that out in Denver. Um, the Giants, you know, um, Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson. Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson. See, that's another one. If you, turn, if you, if you could turn, you know, Daniel Jones into Deshaun Watson some type of way, Boom, then the Giants are out of here. Deshaun Watson, you know what I mean? Saquon Barkley, come on now. But um, I, I doubt that's going to happen. Dallas, they got a situation with Dak Prescott, so they don't really have a quarterback, okay? Um, again, he missed most of uh, 2020 because he was hurt. The 49ers, they don't know what they want to do with Garoppolo now. Okay, that's another team that's a quarterback away from – you know, making a, a a deep Super Bowl run if not winning it. You know, Carolina. Um, you know, I think you know Teddy Bridgewater turned into a stopgap, a stepping stone. 
So they might be ready to, you know, you know, turn in, do, you know, step their game up at quarterback. The Eagles, we already know what it is. Um, they fired Doug Peterson. Um, I think that, you know, um, having Nick Sirianni there didn't not gonna really make any type of difference um, because I think the first year that, you know, um, he's going to be there at the head coach, I don't think they're going to really do too much better than 4-11, you know, because now they're back to square one. Um, Atlanta, they got to start thinking about life after Matt Ryan, okay, um, and uh, hopefully that they'll make some make some situations now and, and make it better for Julio Jones. Detroit now, Jared Goff, we're going to pass right by them because they, you know, I think instead of stay, saying that they took a step backwards, I just think that they're stuck in neutral. The Detroit Lions are stuck in neutral. Cincinnati got to wait for Joe Burrow to get back. Um, Houston, what are they going to do with Deshaun? They got to trade him. But um, what are they going to get back? Because, again, if you're the other team, and I want Bob to chime in on this. If you're the other team, Team A or Team X, and you want to give up, you know, something to get Deshaun Watson, do you give up the farm for Deshaun Watson and have him basically in the situation, the same situation he just left, or what do you do? Because if I'm the Jets and I got draft choices and I got draft picks and stuff like that, and I got Sam Donald that I can throw in the mix, I do that. I'll do that in a heartbeat. I do that well, let's face it, the Jets are not getting Trevor Lawrence. And for them, Deshaun Watson would be the only thing I'd be willing to give up my quarterback for. Right. I, I, you know, they're still they're one good player away from a great offensive line. So Deshaun will have the protection. And they probably need one more receiver. And Deshaun Watson will have, you know, have a decent amount of options. Right. I mean, if, if if Deshaun Watson and you know wherever he goes, somebody's going to come with him. You know, you know whatever they need, or if they need a receiver, you know, you figure that you know, that that receiver is going to end up with Deshaun Watson wherever he ends up, and hopefully it's away from Houston, because that way he can get a fresh start, and um, you know, um, it, it'll, it'll say more about them than it says about him. Because again, you know, you had you know uh, Hopkins and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, you had you know you had people on that on that on that team, and it just fell apart. But um, it is what it is, man. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champions, four fifty five. One more again. We're gonna take a pause for the calls. When we come back, we're gonna talk about some NBA stuff, man. And um, we're gonna get into some a little baseball, man. Talk about that. All right, stop for the review two aka the South. Let's get it. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. 
We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you could go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at freedomlake.com slash gratefulheartphotography or heroes.app slash pages slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. Hi, I'm Jonathan Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio, here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look, and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to AutismSpeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in fighting the cure for autism. AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some really helpful information on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who have been affected by autism throughout the years, and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. 
I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in all of internet radio, telling you that you can make a difference. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye and dream it. You can style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at freedomlake.com slash tie-dye and dreamin', heroes.app slash pages slash tie-dye and dreamin', or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye and Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye and Dreamin' today. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. What would you say is the strangest thing you've ever ridden? Well, uh, I've ridden an ostrich, but I'm really looking forward to being strapped to the front of a hydroplane. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. I bring the fire, but you never seen her. I testify, I don't need a subpoena. They want my soul, better go to Korea. I love my dog, just like I'm Peter. Gotta protect them. I made the call, but just like I'm rapping. I know we left here, now we back together, but I guess that is better now. Later than never, like, mm, what's happening? I'ma need y'all quit asking when. Me and my wife gonna have some kids. Right now, we just practicing. Practicing. Teacher said, quit rapping, man. 
that gon' hurt my average. I said, thank God I ain't average. Yeah, I'm a bright young man. Bright young man. Kill the GPA, GPA. Uh, and the BPM. BPM. Look, we on. Say what you say, cause that's A with Lecrae From the A train to the A, I'm coming in hot I don't do the most, but I do a lot I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive No big, I feel like Pac I shoot a shot, I'm coming in hot See him still sleeping, so I had to shake him up. I kept it too real. I wasn't faking up. My real life was a headline. Your real life got a deadline. My timeline was a hashtag. Your timeline just a hate crime. Coming in hot, feeling like pop. Back in I four when he took five shots. Too much drive to ride your way. Ditch my top and I'm off that lot. Black on black on black on black on black on black on black. You don't have to ball a rap to get them racks on racks. Uber pullers trying to catch my vibe and find my way. Yeah, I know, I know I'm ratchet, but I'm really safe. Hot sauce dripping. Everybody wanna start dipping. First nobody wanna listen. Now everybody pay attention. Now everybody pay fee. Even Trump gotta take a knee. When the horn blow, y'all gonna see. Make the wall fall down like, yeah. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big. I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Shoot that shot. Shoot that shot. Shoot why not? Ain't why not? Ain't no big. Ain't no big. Feel like pot. Feel like pot. We can't lose. We can't stop. We can't stop. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Shoot that shot. Hey, why not? Hey, why not? Hey, watch out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We back in the building. This is after further review, man. Two point oh, aka the side round pass. We are here Wednesday nights. All right, nine five four two four six zero three nine eight is the math. Um, was talking about the Super Bowl, man. My Buccaneers, man. Salute the champs, man. You already know what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, again, I'm not going to dwell on it, man. Um, again, um, it's our turn to celebrate. Everybody gets a turn. Do what they do. And um, it doesn't come around too often for us Buccaneers fans, but when it does, we gotta, you know, uh, you know, relish it. You know what I'm saying? Um, they had the parade today, um, with the boats and all that. They throwing the Super Bowl trophy around. Uh, Tom Brady throwing the Super Bowl trophy around from one boat to the next. I'm having fun. You know, um, again, you know, you really don't want to be throwing this Super Bowl trophy around like that, but it is what it is. I'm not mad at them. Have fun. Um, and again, man, you know, you can't take this away from us, man. I think that uh, whatever happens, you know, from here on out is it, a great thing. And I think that, um, you know, everybody should just, you know, relish in the fact that um, they got a chance to witness their team. If they like the Tampa Bay, they're a fan of the Buccaneers, they got a chance to witness, you know, uh, a Super Bowl championship. Um, the last one was a long time ago, and now we have one, you know, to 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 um, compare it to. We now have two Super Bowls. We can sit at the table now, 
pull up to the table, get a plate and all that. We got two Super Bowls. You know, so um, again, I'm proud of my team and um, start looking forward to it, you know, to next year and, 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 you know, getting better and defending the Super Bowl championship. Um, there were some questions about, you know, what, you know, what team would, you know, um, Tampa Bay open up the season against. Um, we played the AFC East this year, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be going to New England. So Tom Brady will be returning to Foxborough to see the Patriots. So that that that's going to be a hot ticket. And um, I think that, um, you know, I was having a discussion with some of the homies, and um, I was like, you know, who else Who else would be a, a, a decent team for Tampa Bay to open up against? Um, you know, I think I, I said it would be Dallas. Why not? You know, Dallas, you know, that that's that's a, a national TV magnet right there, the Cowboys, you know, and um, whatever this situation is going to be at quarterback, it, it'll be what it is. And, and, again, you get the Cowboys on national TV um, against the, the defending, you know, Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And um, I think that would be a good one. So the um, first Thursday night game should be uh, Thursday, September the 9th. And, um, We'll see if the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see what's up with that. Um, big trades going on in the WNBA today, man. The WNBA is going crazy with trades. Um, wow, five teams, you know, decided to, to move some players around, man. Um, you know, they got, you know, free agency was, you know, uh, a few days ago and, now they, you know, these teams is getting busy trading Seattle. You know, trading away a whole bunch of picks and got picks back and got some players mm-hmm. back. New York Liberty, they were involved, and in, in I think that they instantly became uh, a, a better team. They participated in three trades. They sent Kia Nurse and Megan Walker to the Phoenix Mercury in exchange for the number six overall pick in the 2021 draft and the 2022 first round pick. Right. Um, then they flipped that and turned that into um, Natasha Howard. They traded those picks to the Storm for Natasha Howard. All right, and a 2022 second round pick. So I think that what the New York Liberty did, man, even though you know they you know been dealing with injuries and their roster is very very young, um, 2020 was kind of basically a throwaway year for the Liberty. I hate to say it like that, but it is. But I think that with these trades, they got Natasha Howard. She's one of the best players in the league. She's versatile. She's athletic. Um, again, she was the best player involved in all these trades, you know. And in the, um, in Sammy Whitcomb, they got a, a shooter. She's a shooter. So when you say shooter, then you say shooter. She's a shooter, and she could definitely help um, space out the floor. And, and again, because you know the Liberty, they, they're heavy with the three-point shot and things of that nature, so she can definitely help um, space out the floor. They had to give up a lot to get it done, but I think that they got back some things that have helped them get much better in the short term. So I think that um, again, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2017. I think now would be you know the, a great time for them to to end that drought. But I think they got one of the you know most exciting players in the league, Natasha Howard. So. We'll see what happens as far as the New York Liberty is concerned. Uh, the Phoenix Mercury, they received Kia Nurse, and they received Megan Walker. Um, again, you know, you know, the situation with them, you know, Phoenix is kind of in the, in the spot as far as salary is concerned. 
I think that they had to resign Diana Taurasi. They had to do that. And I think that that was their only really, you know, really big move that they made this year. Um, I think that um, with Kia Nurse, she had some problems that in the bubble last summer. But, um, you know, she was asked to carry a, a, a load on a, a team that was very bad on the offensive end. And she's not really an offensive scorer like that. But I think that, you know, she gives her fits into a role in Phoenix should be able to play off, you know, play off of, you know, Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner and Skylar Diggins-Smith, all right? And I think that, you know, Nurse would, you know, make them better um, coming off the bench They because they needed depth. So I think that um, with the depth that they got now, they'll they'll be doing their thing now down in Phoenix. Um, the Dallas Mavericks. I think that, um, you know, with Dallas, you know, already holding the number two pick in the draft, now they have the number one pick. So they're going to be the first team in WNBA history to have the first two picks in the draft. So they got no choice but to get better. But um, again, Dallas, you know, they didn't, and they didn't really even do much. They just sat back in the cut, man, and, and, and let you know, the chips fall where they may, even though they had to give up Katie Samuelson, you know what I mean, and a second and a, and a 2022 second round pick, okay, in exchange for the number one overall in this year's draft. I think that was a good deal. Okay, okay, because they already had the number two pick, so they got the number one and the number two pick. So I think you know, um, you know, Dallas uh, came off in this situation, man, where they didn't have to really do a lot, you know. Um, so shout out again to the New York Liberty; they acquired Natasha Howard. Um, I think that you know she's going to make them better and let them, you know, kind of improve because they definitely need to. You know, um, step their game up as far as you know, offensively, you know, on the defensive end as well. But I think that when you talk about a team like the New York Liberty, you have to let them grow into their situation. Um, I think that you know, you have some free agents out there that are left. You know, um, and we can talk about that a little bit as far as what free agents are out there that um, you know need to need to get deals. Man, I think that you know when you talk about. Teams like the Los Angeles Sparks, you know what I mean? Losing Candace Parker, she went to the Chicago Sky. You know, um, the situation is, is is a situation that needs to be dealt with. And um, again, you know, you're going to have teams moving around. It's a, it's a part of it's a part of the league, a part of growth. Um, and again, when you when you do that uh, a situation, man, it, it just adds up to your team either trying to get better through uh, the draft maybe and, and, and future, you know, future situations or you're just going to get worse and you're going to remain stagnant. I mean, you know, um, Sue Bird decided to sign with Seattle. Diane Taurasi remained with Phoenix. Remember, um, Caitlin McBride went to Minnesota, you know, um, along with Ariel Powers and Natalie Ochoa. Um, Las Vegas, they added Chelsea Gray. Washington took Alicia Clark away from the Seattle Storm. Um, Connecticut Sun, they re-signed Alyssa Thomas. You know what I mean? Atlanta signed Cheyenne Parker. Uh, again, there's you know there's some other players that are not un, you know not signed yet. Emma Messerman, you know what I mean? She's not signed yet. Um, again, you know she's an unrestricted free agent. Um, hopefully they you know they're talking about her returning to Washington, you know because she played overseas. So again, I think that um, she she has some things that she needs to figure out. Uh, Tina Charles. You know, um, again, you know, the Mystics want to have a deal finalized with her. Uh, again, you know, remember that they, they gave up um, Shatori Walker-Kimbrough 
and some draft picks to acquire Tina Charles. All right, but she sat out. She didn't play in the bubble because of, you know, COVID-19. So, again, um, letting her walk in free agency without ever playing a game for them would make that trade a, a complete waste. You know what I'm saying? So I think that what they need to do is that, you know, Tina Charles is going to probably end up, you know, finalizing the deal with Washington so they can at least say, you know, they got, you know, her to play for them, you know, let her walk away um, with nothing, you know. And she has a good relationship with Coach Mike Tebow with the Mystics, so she'll be all right. Um, Sammy Wickham, you know, and, and that's the deal with the with the New York Liberty, so we're we, we up on that. So everything is everything, man. So, again, man, the WNBA made some power moves today, try to, you know, shake things up as far as the league is concerned, you know, free agency um, underway and some, you know, people moving around. So it's, it's business. Understand that first. It's a business before anything else, all right? So now we're going to talk about the NBA, man. Um, get you updated on some scores going on. You know how we do it. Um, Toronto Raptors 119. Washington Wizards 110 with about five minutes to play in Washington. All right, third period in Dallas. The Hawks lead the Mavericks 62-52. Uh, second period in Memphis. The Grizzlies lead the Hornets 63-61. Uh, Brooklyn leads Indiana 50-27 with about three minutes to play in the first half. Minnesota over the Clippers, 53-47 at halftime. And I'm um, about to get ready to get underway as the New Orleans Pelicans at the Chicago Bulls and the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Denver Nuggets. Later starts, we'll have the Oklahoma City Thunder out in L.A. playing the Lakers, and then you have the Milwaukee Bucks visiting the Phoenix Suns. Um, there was a thing, you know, about, you know, Mark Cuban the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, instructing, you know, his team um, not to play the national anthem before a game. And then the NBA stepped in and said, yes, all teams must play national anthems when the fans return. Um, we talked about this a long time ago. I don't know if Bob remembers or Bob recalls, but we talked about this a long time ago in regards to baseball. Now, if you're so concerned about somebody standing up and 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 paying, you know, saluting the flag and you know standing up and having a you know heart over their hand, chest and all of that, hand over their chest when they play the national anthem, why don't you stop? Every, how come everything doesn't stop? You still sell hot dogs, you're still selling tickets, you're still selling programs, you're still selling merch. So how come that all of that doesn't stop if that's the case? You're so worried about what a fan is doing at a game? Then set the example. Set the example. You know, um, I think that when you talk about how people, you know, decide to, you know, uh, respect or, you know, not even pay attention to things that are so alleged um, what are, what's the word I'm looking for? They're alleged um, traditions. You know, um, you, you're paying homage to a country that, you know, I don't want to get into the, the political ballistics of it, but you know what it is. You should, it should be a choice. Because, again, you're still going to make money while the national anthem is playing. So you would rather fans just, 
you know, follow the guidelines and you're not following them because you're going to make money? Nah. If I got to stand for the national anthem, you got to stand for the national anthem. How about that? So, again, I think that um, when you talk about, you know, representing, you know, countries and things of that nature, it's, 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 I think, you know, it's, it's political, but it also, you know, crosses over, you know, just basic decency, you know, you know, you can't pledge allegiance or sing a national anthem to a country that doesn't respect you. You know, you want us to do, you know, follow all your societal norms and, 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 and participate in all your societal norms, but then you want to treat us like outsiders. And then when we respond to it, now you want to pretend like you're the victims. And that goes on a lot. Not just in sports, not just with the national anthem, just a whole lot of stuff. People always, you know, talking, and talking, and talking, and then when they get the pushback, then they want to play like they're the victims. I never understood that. You know, so again, when you talk about, you know, playing the national anthem, I think it's a choice, you know, and I understand that, you know, how, you know, you have to appeal to your your your, your customers when you say, okay, the national anthem must be played and keep it with a long-standing policy. I, I, I just feel like the long-standing policy is what? Beating, beating all people? Cops killing people? Us getting treated, you know, disrespectfully? Us getting treated like second-class citizens. What is the long what what is the what is the long-standing policy? You know what I mean. So again, I think that you know, as recently as you know, last year, two years ago, you had people calling you know NBA players you know out of their names, being disrespectful to them. But you want us all to sing this kumbaya moment, national anthem, to show what exactly? Love, dedication, loyalty to a country that don't love, not dedicated or loyal to you. I don't know about all that, man. I think teams should have the um, the individual, you know, freedoms that they want to play it. They, they play it. If not, then don't play. You don't owe nobody nothing. You don't owe nobody nothing. So again, I think that that's a you know individual thing. And of course, it's going to get turned into a political issue and things of that nature. But again, you know, would you rather be in a country where you play the national anthem and, you know, you're not necessarily standing at attention or having your hat off or whatever, you're doing whatever you do. But in other countries, when they play the national anthem, everybody's at attention and they make sure that you at attention. Right. So, again, you know, you want to, you know, make sure that you're doing what you need to do. But also you want to be able to be, um, you know, have the freedom to, you know, be what you are and celebrate, you know, who you are and celebrate what makes you unique and special and make you a, a contributor to what, what goes on in this country. Um, keeping on the NBA, I want to talk about the Utah Jazz a little bit. I mean, again, they, you know, got off to a really, really hot start. Um, yeah, I think the big thing with Utah is defensively that they, they decided to turn it up a notch. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, he's, you know, we already know he's a star. You know, I think that he, he doesn't get a lot of shine because he's out there in Utah. 
Um, I think that, you know, with Mike, Mike Conley dealing with a hamstring injury, that could be the only thing that slows Utah downs at this point. But I think that with Joe Ingles, he can, you know, fill in that gap what they're going to be missing with Mike Conley because Ingles, he can provide, um, you know, that playmaking that they're missing, and he can shoot the ball. So, again, um, Utah will be all right. And, again, man, I think, you know, you know, 25 is nothing to sneeze at, you know, and, and nobody's really paying attention to that because I think, you know, they're out, they're out west, and everything is about the Los Angeles Lakers and Clippers and Golden State and all that. But, um, you know, look at what Utah is doing. And, again, I'm not going to jump out the window because I already said it. I'm not really, you know, going to um, be like, well, this is what's going to happen this season in the NBA. Let's get through this first half. And then, you know, when we talk about the second half of the NBA season, then we can kind of focus on, um, you know, where we are and what we like, you know, as far as playoffs are concerned and all of that. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, they, you know, had a little bump in the road and a couple of losses back-to-back. But I think that, you know, um, they're back in the winning thing, you know, doing what they need to do. Um, Dennis Schroeder has been a, 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 a definite, you know, a, um, a, a godsend for them. You know, he's added almost 20 points a game, man, um, doing, you know, what they need to do in, in those three wins after those, after those losses. So the Lakers are doing, you know, doing their numbers. Milwaukee, um, you know, trying to get back into that defensive way of thinking. Their offense is on point already. Um, and, again, you know, they're starting you know, to do what they need to do, man. Um, Giannis is, is uh, again, making a run for the MVP, letting people know that he's doing his thing. But they're also um, shooting the ball from downtown. Okay, and I think that when we, that's what we talked about with Milwaukee when they were, you know, really, really on top of their game as far as the Eastern Conference because uh, they were making threes. Everybody was contributing from downtown. Everybody. So, again, if they can, you know, continue to be strong from, you know, outside the, the three-point line, then, you know, you have to talk about them being a major factor in the, in the Eastern Conference. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers. This team right here is going to be um, judged on how they finish because you don't really know what you have. One week there, you know, they're doing great, and the next thing they get blown out by Portland, you know, without Dame Lillard or C.J. McCollum. Okay, um, I think that you know when you talk about guys who are quietly having you know you know very very good seasons for Philadelphia, you look at a guy like Tobias Harris, you know, and um, people didn't really talk about him as far as you know being one of those guys that need to be a contributing factor to when Philadelphia gets better, you know, and Tobias Tobias is just playing his game. Um, Joel Embiid still has a lot to prove. Even though you know he could average thirty five and 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 eight, you know, but if he doesn't do anything in the playoffs, what is it about? Because everybody knows Joel Embiid is a beast. They know it. They know it already. He just has to prove it. And once he starts to really play consistent basketball, it's going to be a problem for teams in the East. I don't know about once they get into you know a situation out west, things of that nature. I don't know. But I think that if Joel Embiid can step his game up and be consistent and be wake up with, you know, 28 and 15, then it's going to be a problem for the rest of the Eastern Conference. I'm talking about Giannis. I'm talking about Kevin Durant and all of them dudes. You know, because that, that, I think that he's a sleeping giant, Joel Embiid. All right? 
Um, the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, they, you know, started off as, you know, doing their numbers, being really, really, really good. Then, you know, Paul George got hurt. Um, you know, Lou Williams is, is, is trying to step his game up. He had 23 points in the game that they lost to Sacramento on Sunday. Um, and I think that he's going to have to really be one of those guys to, to be a major contributor as long as Paul George is out. Um, Kawhi just shot, you know, he shot 22% from three-point range, you know, last week. So I think he's going to, you know, definitely be a more of a contributor since Paul George is out. Um, the, we talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, I think that what Brooklyn is, is going to be, you know, what they be all season, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, his situation with the COVID coming, they let him play and then they took him out and they moved up. Oh my God, it's just a crazy situation with that. Um, so I think that when you have this team like Brooklyn that play at full strength, it's very, very impressive, you know, but when do you get this team, you know, have full strength on a consistent basis? You know what I mean? So um, when you talk about the Brooklyn Nets, Talk about the you talk about a team that is um, you know ready and everybody knows that they're ready, but the other team you know, not going to fall back and you know at the wayside. Um, welcome to After Further Review. What's your name? Where you call us from? What's happening? Hey, bro. This is Stephen from Wisconsin. How you doing? Oh, Packer fan Steve. All right. What's going on, Playboy? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm enjoying my Super Bowl championship, as I should. Exactly. Any any comment on my Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Folks, let's talk about first. This is uh, my man, Stevie K. Um, Let's talk about first, man, uh, because we didn't get a chance to talk uh, during the um, the NFC championship. I know you want to mention your Packers and things of that nature. What went wrong, man? Yeah, it was all about the one call. One call decided not to go for it on a fourth down. That uh, for us, some other parts of it too, but that um, take it out of the MVP of the league of this season's hand um, and decided to go for the field goal and thinking that we were going to stop Brady like we were doing that during the during the whole game, right? We weren't. So... Thinking that now it's not even going to happen then after kicking a field goal to get the ball back to win the game, try to win the game with a touchdown at that point. Um, I think, uh, or of course, a field to me was, uh, was the issue, but that being the final issue, that being the, 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 um, smoking gun, so to speak, of other issues and problems that were for the Packers and one main one is Kevin King, a guy that was uh, entered to the roster off of injury before the game, was uh, was from doubtful uh, to active for the game. And I mm-hmm. thought with that, that he, that he could be um, the difference maker, that he was going to be uh, one of the reasons we were going to win. Instead, he was one of the reasons he lost to being burned and then penalties as well. Um, that, final penalty, or that final one on him passed interference uh, when they drive for the Buccaneers. So, uh, but hey, the Buccaneers won, and I was definitely cheering for them, as you can tell from all my posts on social media after the Super Bowl, um, for for you for you for your Buccaneers. Um, I just finished watching the 
boat parade on a couple of YouTube channels for local TV stations in Tampa on their YouTube channels, um, broadcasting it and all that. So I'm happy for your team overall. Um, but thank you for letting me talk for a moment about, about my Packers. But it's all about you and your bucks because your team earned it. Yeah, man. Um, again, um, you know, it was it was a you know a uh, uh, very good you know championship game, and you know like you, I said when they when when they when they decided to kick the field goal, I was like that's the, that's it, the game's over. When they decided to kick that field goal, I said, oh man, they folded, you know. So I mean, again, you know, Green Bay, um, you know, it's very emotional um, when you talk about you know coming off a championship loss like that. Mm-hmm. You know, comments that Aaron Rodgers may have made. What are your thoughts about? Or what are your thoughts about? You know, Aaron Rodgers and you know his future in Green Bay, and you know everything that people talked about and what happened in regards to them drafting Jordan Love and them. You know, yeah. um, this is not a wasted year. I don't want to call it a wasted year because they did go to you know the championship game and stuff like that. But what do you? What, what's your What's your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers and and where he's at right now? And, and is he going to be playing for Green Bay next season? Yeah, and just like any of the other players here in this quarterback carousel, you know, Aaron, of course, being an MVP, reigning in the MVP at that, um, having the leverage, just like other quarterbacks like Deshaun and others that are um, either have said or are going to be moving from moving on from their teams, already having that one major trade with the Rams and the Detroit Lions. But as for Aaron Rodgers to answer your question, I do think he will be back at least for one or two more years, two years at the most, and then going by moving on. The cap hit that they would take right now if they try to trade him. I think uh, if you look at it from the Packers' point of view, um, but they want would if they would have to do the most is force retirement on Aaron, not just because of not having him on another team in any way or capacity, but um, regards to cap hit as well um, in the money side of things. Um, but I, I think they're going to acquiesce to Aaron as they should. And as they're, you know, smartly saying in the public, their PR. But uh, I think at least for hopefully we, as Packer fans, we see um, see signs uh, by the Packers organization of that McWesson Aaron, whether it's the draft, whether um, it's other offseason moves, free agency, and otherwise, and actually doing something about that. Um, in many different areas, um, they started with getting rid of, uh, two coaches, um, getting uh, and getting new coaches. So um, I think that's that's a start. So I think at least Aaron's here one more year, two. I would be surprised, though, very surprised to be in any way left this off season. But I wouldn't be um, after the 2021 season. Yeah, man, it's going to be a whole bunch of you know situations. Well, they talk about it, man. You know, they you know they got to build it up and stuff like that. But like you said. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's probably going to end up staying in Green Bay, um, which he should in the first place. But a lot of other quarterbacks are going to be moving around, man. I think, you know, we talked about it earlier on the show. Um, Deshaun Watson is, is, is the big fish out there. And I wouldn't be, you know, surprised now if he ends up staying in Houston. But if he stays in Houston, he's not going to play. He'll just probably sit out. But I think that, um, you know, a lot of a lot of teams – quarterback situations all of a sudden became questionable and suspect. You know, you got the fans talking about, you know, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, you know, yeah. um, 
you know, so 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 again, man, when you got a chance to get a guy like Deshaun Watson, it's like if you don't have Patrick Mahomes or or Brady or or Aaron Rodgers, you know, as your quarterback, and you're looking at your quarterback like, hmm, I can get Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? So I think when you when you talk about you know this off season coming up right now oh. for quarterbacks. It's going to really, really be crazy because nobody's situation is really, really concrete. You know, it's a, it's a total um, mess. Yeah, yes, sir. It's a total mess everywhere. I mean, even with the Raiders yeah. and Raiders fans talking about look, I see quarterback. Is the Cowboys actually going to sign Dak? And this whole thing that came up the other day because Dak was admitted on a thirty-second video hype video for the Cowboys. You know, right. so you know in Dallas, even in San Francisco with Garoppolo, New England, right. all these teams like almost like half the league, like you said, if you don't have Brady or Aaron. Is Drew actually going to retire or not? Big Ben, Ben, you know, so many teams. It's going to be a a whole new world in a sense in the NFL if many new many new faces in new places. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And and, and again, man, you know, just recently, as maybe two or three years ago, you might have been talking about these guys, and you look at your, you know, your NFL previews or stuff like that. You look at these guys, and they're talking about. These are going to be our quarterbacks for the next five or ten years. These are the guys who are oh, drafting. Donalds, you know what I mean? Those guys. Now they look at them like, oh, word. Um, nah, I don't even know if you're going to be around with us. You know, and, and Jameis Winston, we talked about it earlier in the show. We Five years of Jameis Winston. You know what I mean? We didn't get anything done. Here comes Tom Brady, and boom, we Super Bowl champs. Yes, sir, right away, yeah, the first year. <laughs> you know, so, and we, had to, and we had to get past, you know, Jameis Winston to do it. You know what I mean? We passed him on the way back, you know, going back to New Orleans, to, to, to Tampa. Um, when you talk about the Super Bowl, what was your thoughts about the game? What was your thoughts about the Super Bowl? Yeah, heading into the Super Bowl, I did predict Tampa Bay to win, but I did not. As much as I would like to say I did, I did not predict in um, regards to a true route. Um, I kind of was uh, half-hearted joking in regards to my 45-23 score prediction, but I did predict the Buccaneers to win, you know, seriously. Um, but that defense, I think, uh, when I heard about the offensive line situation, you know, Jesus had that one offensive lineman already gone for the year because he opted out due to COVID-19 and then injuries. And then most recent, they're starting uh, the uh, Super Bowl and stuff. That that was going to that. Like when I read that and got that update, um, that I knew it would be a wrap and I knew Tampa Bay would win. So I predicted and believed Tampa Bay to win. But again, even then, I did not believe in blood, but but big props to Todd Bowles and that defensive game plan. Totally changing it up from their first meeting when they lost to Kansas City in a close game where they came back and almost right. won. That's right. Um, but still, um, kicking butt and taking names on defense and just even Patrick Mahomes um, under duress still almost made some players. His wide receivers just did not catch them. So even in the dominating win, there was moments when Mahomes, even in the craziness, had moments to to get points. But still holding the Kansas City Chiefs to nine points, that defense deserves Super Bowl MVP, let alone one player, um, in my mind. But again, Tom Brady with winning his seventh, uh, winning his fourth MVP in a Super Bowl, well earned and deserved and understandable. But if I was a voter, I'd be voting for Levante David or the whole entire defensive. Roster. Yeah, man, our, our defense definitely showed up, man, and uh, we, you know, made some noise. And, and again, you gotta give it up to 
those guys, man, who definitely, you know, played. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say at this above their heads. They played the type of football that they always knew that they could play. And I said that. I mentioned it earlier in the show. I said, you know, Tom Brady didn't really necessarily win the Super Bowl by himself. He made everybody around him better. We already knew we had a good team. Godwin's good. Mike Evans is good. We already know Leonard Fournette is a beast. We knew that Ronald Jones had it in him. We knew it. You just had to have that, that one player to come in to instill a culture and confidence in yourself. Absolutely. That you can actually do something. Absolutely. And and that's what Tom Brady did. So he made everybody around, you know, around us better. Um, you know, I'm hoping, you know, as far as, you know, next year is concerned, you know, we can keep, you know, Shaq Barrett around and we can keep, you know, most of our team around and, and do what we do. I, you know, another Super Bowl championship, like I said earlier in the show, uh, Steve, I really don't even care. I got one out the deal. That's all, I, that's all I can ask for. My focus right now for me and the Buccaneers is our next quarterback after Tom Brady. Because we already – what else can we do? We did the ultimate already. We won the Super Bowl. What else can we do? And you already – and not only did you win the Super Bowl, and I'm sure you mentioned it already, obviously, so, but you already did what you need to do and won a Super Bowl. It was the first franchise in NFL history, bro, to play and win a Super Bowl in your home stadium. Gosh darn it. It took that away from us because they didn't let us fire the cannons. So I know. I was sure, I, I was sure I, those are forced heading into Super Bowl week. Yeah, I, 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 I feel as neutral as they can be. Nah, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that neutral as you can be stuff because at the end of the day, what's I know, the point? I know. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just. You know. No, no, I, get I get it. I get it. You're right. I get what you're saying. But I'm saying, what's the point of beating people in the head about getting home to play in the Super Bowl when you can't have the enmities of your home stadium? I get you want to make it neutral, and but don't tell me that I'm playing a Super Bowl in my home stadium if I can't have the things that make it my home stadium. Word. Yeah, so, I, I agree. And it was, you know what I mean? For Packer fans that were watching, it was uh, feeling deja vu with how the first half ended. <laughs> with a touchdown there with seconds left, and the Chiefs taking a timeout. Okay. But, uh, yeah. But, no, I agree about the firing cannons thing as well. Yeah, man. So I, I think that um, you know when you talk about that, man, I, I just, I'm just glad that you know my team did it. We came through, man. We finished the job. We got everything done, man. And and I think that it would have been a hard, not really a hard pill to swallow, but I think people would have been like, ah, see, I told you he couldn't get it done without Bill Belichick and this and that and the third. So now that conversation is dead. We dead, we buried that conversation under the rug. You know what I mean? So we get to we go to New England next season. So that 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 makes it even crazier. So, um, what are your what are your thoughts about how your your Packer team needs to improve? Because this has been two years in a row. You've been to the NFC Championship game and came up short. Yeah, two years in a row and many years to count overall going to NFC Championship Championship yeah. games and then missing out. But specifically moving forward. And the key things we need to do, I think defensive line, we need to pick up some pieces, and I may pick up some pieces um, in free agency, let alone in the draft. Um, beyond getting Aaron Rodgers wide receivers, um, and we technically did in the offseason uh, this past year, um, getting the wide receiver from the Panthers, his name escapes me, but he opted out due to COVID. Um, and uh, hopefully he can uh, be a contributing factor to our team um, this next year. But I think defense, defensive line, 
Our cornerback, like I said, I think Kevin King is going to be gone. Uh, Trader released. Uh, however, I don't care really anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, I, th- I think that is the areas of need and, and uh, change that we need the most. Beyond the coaching changes, um, player aspect changes, and that is the areas I personally feel the Packers fan and shareholder believe we should look first and being of utmost importance. Hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, coming off of a year like you guys had, man, you know, when you when you talk about, you know, what you know, people think that you should have got, you know, when you ended up drafting Jordan Love and, you know, people said, Well damn, you know, you could have went out there and got some help for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you still turn it, you know, still got the NFC championship game at home. You know, so I mean, um, you know, you improve on that and um again, maybe this time you get some help on the defensive side. Somebody will be out there for you to, you know, get some, you know, add Aaron Rodgers some help on that because you did decent with what you had, you know. Um, again, I, I really, you know, think that, you know, with with, with Devontae Adams and, and, and Valdez Scantling and um, the other receivers that you have, what else do you need? Um, you need some help on the, on the old line. Do you, you know, I mean, James Jones and, 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 and the other kids you have, the I think his name is Williams. You know, you guys are. You know, mm-hmm. you have a. You know, you have a situation in the backfield. So, what does Green Bay really need to kind of like get them over that hump? Because again, the NFC Championship game is where you've been the last two years. So you really don't have that far to go to take that next step. Right. And this year, we, uh, as Packer fans, we thought that we maybe not got in the bag because we obviously respect the Buccaneers. I would say most Packer fans uh, that I talked to did. Um, in regards to heading into the game. But the point is is that, um, you know, heading, heading into that game and having the NFC Championship game in our home, you know, getting that number one seed, um, having to buy and all that, that, hey, we're going to we're gonna do it like we, like we did when we last won the Super Bowl in Dallas against Pittsburgh where we had our NFC Championship game that year against the Chicago Bears. Um, but uh, winning our NFC Championship game at home, which was the last time we won an NFC Championship game was at home. So I thought, it was all destiny in that regard for us as Packer fans that, hey, this is our second time in an NFC Championship game at home. The first time we won, went to the Super Bowl, and won it. Let's do it again. Obviously, that didn't happen, but that was uh, I was heading into it. How do we improve on that? It's not even improving on that because that is the biggest you can get. Number one seed, home game for the NFC Championship game. It is, like I said, I think the defense uh, side of things that we need help. Maybe O-line pickup. Player, but I think O line should be looked at for draft, defense, and free agency. But however, whatever, um, those and the defense mainly, as I said earlier, being the main things everybody needs to focus on to rebuild this team, to build a stronger to be, and finding those missing players and missing pieces specifically to get us past that hump and get us to a Super Bowl again. All right, no doubt. That's what it is. Yeah, man. So, uh... Um, again, another season down. Um, shout out to the NFL, man, for, you know, dealing with um, this COVID-19 pandemic, having, you know, getting the Super Bowl on time. Um, now, you know, they can kind of like just relax and, and, and enjoy um, and get ready for next year, whatever, get ready for the draft and stuff like that and, um, and move on, man. So, 
Um, Steve, man, what else is on your mind, man, in, in regards to you know, anything you want to talk about as far as basketball or I wanted to talk some baseball, man. You got to what's your what's your baseball team? Uh, the local one here, the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right. I forgot you out there. What's your thoughts on how the Brewers are looking, get ready to go into twenty twenty one? Yeah, the the, the Brewers. I have uh, some high or mid to high hopes in regards to the Brewers. And how how I think that that we can do that we can that can be contenders uh, in the in the Central um, and really have a chance to do something in the playoffs and just make the playoffs uh, for the for the Brewers. Um, I really feel that I don't know about well serious contenders, but I do see a, a playoff maybe under underdog could be a Cinderella team sort of thing like you know in any sport um, that that can get in. And then uh, anything happening there, kind of situation. So I feel the Brewers can have a, a pretty strong year, and and uh, hoping that to, to be the be the case, just as much as I I do every year for the Milwaukee Bucks and Green Bay Packers. Hopefully, the same thing for the Brewers in baseball. Yeah, man. I mean, you talk about because I'm a, I'm a baseball dude. I love baseball, man. You talk about a team like Milwaukee, um, you know. Very, you know, you consider looking at the Brewers a good team last year. I think it was a, you know, the worst season they had, man, the last three or four years. Um, they were twenty nine and thirty one. Um, I think that you know that that team, you know, has always been right, you know, then and there. You know, shout out to them for having one of the best uniforms in baseball. I give it to you for that. Um, mm-hmm. And then the division that you're in, the, the National League Central, is a division that is if you don't, you know, um, if you're not um, up to par, and what I mean by up to par is it's like up to speed with the, you know, the the the, the teams like you know the, your Chicago Cubs and and things of that nature, St. Louis Cardinals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get knocked in the dust. And now when you talk about the National League Central, you got teams like even like Cincinnati trying to you know you know get it popping mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So again, the Milwaukee Brewers they don't want to end up you know going backwards because the Brewers were a team that. You know, they would be right there in the wild card. They would, you know, win some things and, you know, they would, you know, get what they need to go, but they would always come up a little bit short, you know. So, again, you talk about the Brewers, you don't want to lose that, you know, again, because, you know, you have that division, man. It's not going to get any easier. You know, you're looking at, you know, like you said, you're looking at St. Louis, looking at Cincinnati, looking at the Chicago Cubs, you know, and you're looking at the Pittsburgh Pirates. So when you talk, uh, talk about a team like the Milwaukee Brewers, I mean, it's time like the present to get it popping and just oh, try yeah. to. No, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, um, step our game up and challenge, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, when you talk about, you know, what you guys have, um, looking, you know, you know, Lorenzo Kane, you know, a veteran, um, you know, not really, you know, the 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 this, the the guy that you. You know, Pat, or your, you know, your put all your chips on. He's thirty-four years old. Um, Kristen Yelich, he is your MVP candidate every year. I think you need somebody to go along with him to, in, in that lineup to kind of cover him a little bit. Your lineup isn't as imposing as it was, you know, in in, in the uh, in past days. Even though you got Colton Wong from St. Louis, I think that's going to be a help. You know, I, I like his game, you know, Colton Wong. So um, again. Um, you talk about the Milwaukee Brewers and their pitching. You know, you, uh, I mean, nobody jumps off the nobody jumps off the page at me as far as pitching is concerned for Milwaukee. 
So um, what do you think that the Brewers need to do to, um, you know, change, turn some things around and, and, and try to get back into uh, being in the top of the National League Central, if not the, the, the National League as a whole? Yeah, the, the biggest thing is in regard to uh, pitching. I think pitching and pitching staff and rotation and everything like that. I think getting that in order um, uh, beyond overall um, going to work. I think it's going to be the biggest thing for us. Um, and just getting all our, our new pieces, you know, old pieces, new pieces, you know, team, um, all, all gelled together in regards to that. Um, in regards to in, in the season and, and they're playing especially um, during these times in COVID and, and limited um, practices and otherwise heading into seasons, let alone with the football season um, and the baseball season. But um, I think the, the biggest thing um, is, is pitching. I think uh, pitching, pitching rotation, our pitching staff, um, I think is, is going to be uh, key even beyond uh, anything offensively uh, for the Rivers. All right. No doubt. Talking to my man Steve K right here. Packers talk with Steve K in the building. Um, talk about your show a little bit, man. Talk about you know how people can find you, how your season went in 2020, and um, what are you looking forward to with your show um, coming up next year? Yeah, um, so as you said, it's talking Packers with Steve. You can find it on YouTube, youtube.com, user slash user slash win zero eight. Um, and for the season, it was a good season for the for the Packers. Obviously, it ended the way we wanted it to, um, but hoping for things to turn around. I have my final episode actually tonight uh, here at the top of the hour, nine o'clock central, ten eastern on YouTube. Um, we'll be uh, talking about the Super Bowl, about the Packers season, um, and everything in between, um, as well in the NFL news around the league. Um, but yeah, heading into next year, um, I will be back uh, previewing the NFL draft. Um, but yeah, very really welcome to, to find me on social media and otherwise mainly, um, being Instagram, um, Packer mania underscore six. But yeah, thank you for, uh, for having me. Glad to finally be able to make it. Um, and, uh, again, congratulations to you and, uh, and your team for being uh, world champions in the NFL. Man, you already know what it is. I appreciate you, man. Um, let you do what you do. Get ready for your show. Make sure you check out my man, Packer Talk with Steve K um, on YouTube and all that good stuff, man. Always, man, uh, pleasure to have you come through, man. You already know how we give it up. And, um, and we'll talk, man. Make sure let everybody know your Twitter and all that, how they can get up with you. Yeah, yeah. As I said, for Instagram, uh, Packermania underscore six. Twitter, at Talking underscore Packers or Army underscore Strong underscore Zero six, and if you're on Facebook, you can find Talking Packers with Steve, the fan page, as well. Peace, bro. All right, peace, man. Respect. That's my man, Steve. After further review, 2.0, aka the Sideline Pass. We are in the building every Wednesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. 954-246-0398 is the math. Make sure you get at us. Um, yeah, man. That's 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 what it is, man. We we um, try to you know talk about what we can. Uh, let me get some in for my hockey people. I didn't forget about y'all, man. Thought I forgot about y'all. I didn't forget about my hockey people, all right? All right. Shout out again to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, world champions. You already know. Some scores of the day.
I'm here, and uh, we are working to get uh, our man back up after we lost him here, and uh, hopefully it's all going to be good here. Um, you know, he did lose the mayor. I know he wants to get into a little bit more here, and and uh, mayor should be back on here with us now. Mayor, you're back on the air. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. The Brewers to an overtime. Toronto, Montreal, one in the third period. Um, I'm gonna do the three minute rant, and then we go get up out of here. All right. Three minute rant right now. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champions. What can you say? Um, all the the bad stuff and, and the stuff that I talk about my team about, man, I'm still proud of them. Uh, again, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the Tom Brady thing and Rob Gronkowski, but then I had to resign myself to the fact that, hey, they're going to make my team better. So I appreciate them for that. I appreciate for, you know, reaching out to Tom Brady. I appreciate, you know, you know Brown. I appreciate Leonard Fournette. I appreciate the whole team. I appreciate Antoine Neal Field Jr., Antoine Winfield Jr. Carlton Davis. I talk about Carlton Davis. I appreciate you. That, you know, this Super Bowl doesn't make you relax. It doesn't make you, um, you know, that much hungrier for the next one. I hope you can, you know, enjoy this and get ready for the next one because they're going to be really coming after us hard. You already know because first of all, it was unexpected. You know? And uh, people, some people got to, you know, eat crow. You know what I mean? And, and, and again, it's not, a, it's not a good feeling because they laughed at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They made fun of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know? Um, again, um, I'm not going to pop my collar too much because you already my God. And uh, what's this? That's how I got my And um, I hope that um, everybody that um, he who laughs, laughs, lasts the longest. And um, I'm not done laughing yet. All right? That's the three-minute rant. We're about to get up out of here. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. I'm going to shout out my man, the ubiquitous pretty Bob James in the house. Action VR Network in the building, the whole unit. Y'all do what y'all do. I'll talk to y'all next week. We're going to get into some more baseball next week, man. All right, start talking about the Yankees and all that good stuff, all right? New York Knicks, man. Derrick Rose. That's a good thing, all right? He's going to show those kids how to do his thing. Derrick Rose has never been a, uh, hey, look at me type dude. Derrick Rose is going to be in, in a perfect position now. He's in a place with a guy who appreciates him and Tom Thibodeau. They appreciate each other. So I think that, um, you know, he's, he's going to make that, that young squad, you know, find themselves. He's going to help them get better. And I think the Knicks will be better for it. All right? Uh, we're going to get out of here. This is what, after further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline passes, what it is. I'll talk to you all next week. Peace.